Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Whoever thought up coconut almond butter, I thank you. But I also want to strangle you because I can't fit into my pants. My neighbor threw a baby boomer rave and it bumped all weekend. I considered going, but then logic and reason set in. (laughs) That could have been fun. Last week, I went to the dentist, the optometrist, and the dermatologist, and I didn't even get a medal. (laughs) Never underestimate the giddy thrill of a drive-through car wash. Have such a good day. Welcome to have such a good day. Hi, friends and patrons. Are you staying cool out there, I hope? Man. song. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. A lot of people are not staying cool. No, 111? Parts 120? of the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Pacific Northwest is really getting I mean, battered. I don't really get it. Like, Portland 111 today. That's what it's supposed to be. I mean, Global warming, Heather. Insane. Yeah. Global warming. Yep. Yeah. Well, good morning. Everybody, good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. It just happens to be morning here, but we know that you listen on demand, so we're not even going to say the day or time because it no. could just be any time. And we want to keep it a live mystery. in the future, you know, <laughs> depending on what continent you're on. It could be winter where you are because you could be in the upside down world of the southern hemisphere <laughs> or right side up. So, yes, this heat wave would mean nothing to you. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's a crazy world we live in. It is, uh, and this is the show where we enjoy yeah. unpacking the absurdity of everyday life in this crazy world for your entertainment. Indeed, and you know we're all in this together. That's uh, the important thing. Yeah, we certainly hope that you've uh, you've gotten through whatever tumultuous week you may have had last week. Oh boy, uh, you've you've battened down the hatches, ready for this week. And most of how just want to have fun, have an hour of fun with y'all. Indeed. So let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Heather, <laughs> I like your spunk today. <laughs> I like your pep. I actually, I try to do like some like some sort of aerobic-y stretching in the morning just to kind of like, you know, because I've only had one coffee. I mean, I need a little bit more and energy. I've had more than one. Oh boy. Oh, I'll have a second one. I should consider doing my VR stuff, which is, I mean, it's, there's a lot of 
there's some strength work, but it's mostly cardio. Uh-huh. Um, it's very, very heart rate. You know, it's good stuff. I never do it first thing in the morning. I don't know why. I'm I not should. a big fan of working out in the morning. I just do like a minute of just like, just to kind of get my blood flowing. It kind of helps, goes to the brain, like wakes me up a little bit more naturally than coffee. With with few exceptions, I'm like, I'm not going to take more than one shower a day. Mm-mm. You know, like I just, I'm sorry. I, I want to be clean. <laughs> you should but, be sorry, Sarah. Well, it's like some people, you know, because it's like, I got to take a shower in the morning. I mean, it doesn't have to be like the first thing I do when I wake up, mm-hmm. but it needs to be something I do before, you know, the day starts or sure. I'm just like all weirded out and don't feel good. <laughs> but if, and so if I work out in the morning and of course I've got my big dog and he needs to, we don't always jog. Sometimes we do, mm-hmm. but if we're not jogging, we're still walking for like an hour mm-hmm. in the morning. First thing, you know, he's got to do his business and you know, it, he needs exercise too. And so it's actually a great thing. We do, we always do that. And so that's kind of like, that is working out, especially because I walk up lots of hills. And so it's like, you know, you're huffing and puffing a bit. It's, it's hiking really. And so that happens and I can do like yoga or my VR stuff or whatever that's all in my studio and that's all good. But that is, I always feel like it's like slightly, it's, it's like my selfish workouts because my mm-hmm. dog just like sits there and watches me <laughs> like he's doing right now. And that's fine. I mean, it's fine. I can do that, but I have to do that after I have already, you know, like worn him out because mm-hmm. you just can't like keep an animal inside all day. And, you know, when we have Airbnb guests, he can't just run around the property. You know, that's not happening. So it's a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, so we do our thing in the morning. And if we jog, I have to, you know, I mean, I'll be sweating a little bit, especially in the warmer Mm -hmm. weather. And so then it's like, gotta come home, take a shower, and then, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, transition into whatever I'm doing work-wise. But then if I work out later and do my other stuff, then I've taken another shower. Yeah. And and it's like I'll do it. I mean, I'm not going to go to bed dirty. That's yuck. Yeah. But uh but I'm like two showers. Come on. Sarah. Can you like, just yeah. transition your shower to like the afternoon before you settle in for the evening? Well, if I had jogged in the morning, then I'm sitting in yeah. a yucky body all day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's like it's not going to work. It's yeah. just they're just every you so have to often take two I showers. get it, right? You do. I mean, you have to take two showers or it's like you go to bed dirty. Well, or or it's like, or you say like, we'll just do everything in the morning then, right? That sounds like the solution, Sarah. And it's like, that's like two hours of exercise. No. Honestly, like back to back, I'm like, I almost never have two hours to carve out for anything. And it's like, that's just a lot to ask for my sad little old lady body. You know, I kind (laughs) of have to break it up for myself. Yeah. It's a constant struggle. It is. Maybe a shower and then just hose yourself off at the end of the day. Maybe it's like not a whole shower ordeal know. you know you know those folks it, it's everybody's different and it totally depends on like the kind of hair you have you know some people are like <laughs> i can't even wash my hair more than once a week or it like turns into straw and yeah. i'm like well i have to do it more than that but not every day or my hair Mm-mm. turns into straw so there's there's this whole thing about you know and then there's people who are like soap is bad for you you don't need soap your body gets used to not having <laughs> totally. soap and i'm like yeah but like a shower oh, no. without soap, soap. like doesn't that's like psychologically really weird for me <laughs> even though it's like i get what you're saying i don't know it's, there's... i don't get the no soap thing i'm sorry and i try to use like the most natural stuff i actually just got this really good coconut soap that's oh natural there's only like four ingredients in it 
I'm not going to do no soap. I draw the line. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I feel like, and it definitely depends on the temperature, but like when I'm, when I'm, you know, doing good and I'm in a rhythm and I definitely get that runner's high, whether it's running or anything that's, you know, heart Cardio. pumping stuff, it's yeah. like, feels really good, you know, and sweating out feels really good and I'm into it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not shying away from that feeling, but afterwards it's like, I mean, I have an hour tops before, you know, the shower has to happen. Like you're, even if you were to change your clothes, mm -hmm. it's like, no, the skin is still, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm not into that either. Can't be done. It's, I just feel, ugh, I can't yeah. even, can't even talk about it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think also it depends on the person because I know some people who just kind of like being dirty. They'll go camping and they like that feeling of kind of just having dirt on them and don't get kind of bothered by it. And I'm not that person. I maybe was that person yeah. when I was younger, but know if i mind the dirt so much i mean if i was like muddy you know that would be like okay i gotta take a shower kind of thing but yeah i get what you're saying that that kind of outdoorsy stuff it's all so particular of who you are and what genes you have it's just like gray area all over the place <laughs> indeed yes there's no right answer here yeah before every show i'm like you know there's certain weeks where I, like last week, if anyone listened to the show, like I had not slept that well in a couple of days and I was in a funk. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did sleep well the last week, so that's good. Um, man, it, I mean, it, it is <laughs> night and day. Um, that feeling that I have when I don't sleep well is just like, oh God, you know, it's everything is a slog. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I had, I had a good week. It was, you know, kind of uneventful because that's sort of how my life goes uh, these days, but I did, I did have some fun in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So when the pandemic started, you know, I, I, I always, I keep saying like, you know, a year ago and now it's like <laughs> a year and a half ago, right? We're getting to the point where it's almost a year and a half ago, but it's like basically March, 2020, you know, and everybody's like buying toilet paper and freaking out. And I was, you know, I was sort of like, I'm going to lean into this and I'm going to buy, you know, yeah. all of the stuff. I'm going to bake my own bread. You know, we all had the same idea. And during that time, I got like, I went way overboard with like alternative flour. Um, meaning like, you know, I had regular all-purpose flour, whole wheat flour, spelt flour, quinoa flour. Um, what else? Uh, I had gluten-free baking flour, even though I'm not gluten-free, because like, why not, you know? Buckwheat mm -hmm. flour, all of these flours. And I was like, it, it'll just be fun because almost every recipe, I mean, you might get weird results, but it's like uh -huh. you can cut, you know, the all-purpose flour if it's like two cups. You're like, oh, I could like do a cup of quinoa and kind of just see how it goes. And that's sort of fun for me. It's all chemistry. But another thing that I bought for no good reason, uh, however long ago, again, start of pandemic was carob powder. Now, for anybody who's not familiar with carob, it is often used as a chocolate substitute. It's sort of a sweet, I mean, I don't think it tastes at all like cocoa powder, mm -mm. which is obviously, you know, we're, you know, the basis of chocolate, but it is, it can be used in baking and as a dessert, mm -hmm. uh, you know, ingredient. And it has an interesting flavor of its own. It comes from a carob tree, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's actually quite sweet. You know, if you were to like have like a little, you know, teaspoon of cocoa powder, you'd be like, ooh, I guess there's like some chocolate essence, but it's not sweet at all unless you sweeten it. Carob actually is. So 
what it is for a lot of people is a baking alternative mm -hmm. if you're trying to either keep the chocolate that goes into some sort of recipe mm -hmm. down or replace it altogether. Now, I'm familiar with carob, even though I haven't had it in many years. Mm -hmm. And this is really funny because when I was a little kid, you know, this is late 70s kind of thing. My parents were uh, what you would call, you know, California hippies and <laughs> you were a no sugar household, you know, and there wasn't meat and there was a the whole thing. And I, I, <laughs> I don't hate my parents for it anymore. And for a long time, when I was really little, I didn't really know the difference. It was like, oh, you want like, you know, a treat you could get like a carob bar from the natural food store type of thing. And I thought that that was like pretty good until I realized, oh, other kids are eating like Snickers bars and that's what's really good. So like this whole carob thing is a bunch of bullshit. So, it, mm -hmm. and so anyway, so that's, I knew carob and then I was like, oh yeah, carob is like poor man's chocolate, you know, stay away forever. But then of course in 2020, I've now bought all this carob powder and I bought like so much of it. Like a whole big mason jar, you know, that I that I filled with it. I'm like, why did I do this? I don't know. I just did. So I'm looking up recipes <laughs> at, because, again, I'm like, you know, I got to get through all this stuff. I just got, like, I bought it. I need to make things with it. So let's get, let's get fun and creative. You know, I'll make some care brownies or whatever. And so I just, you know, I do what I always do where I just write, like, best carob recipe into Google and just, like, start seeing mm -hmm. what pops up and start looking through recipes and see if, like, I've got all the ingredients around where I could make something fun. And this this article from the New Yorker magazine from 2018 popped up. It's like one of the first results. And the title is How Carob Traumatized a Generation. Which is way back And it's so when. funny because it's literally me. I mean, the whole article is written about like, yeah, uh, back in the, you know, health you know, health conscious 1970s, some, you know, well-meaning oh, yeah. parents with little kids, you know, were told, <laughs> right? Like kids shouldn't have chocolate. There's yeah. like caffeine in it or, you know, it's like bad for kids, you know, like they're going to be like crazy on sugar. Carob is the, the better alternative. And so that's kind of, that's, that's where that all kind of comes from. Not that it didn't exist before it's existed for, I mean, since the trees grew, but it was pushed on yeah it was pu it was pushed in that kind of like late 70s early 80s alternative let's be healthy type thing which is so funny yeah. because it's like every few years there's some trend and then later on we look back and go like oh that was like really bad for people you know or like really restrictive mm -hmm. or didn't understand health at all so and the article is i mean it, it, i just had to laugh because i'm like that's exactly what it was it was like oh yeah this thing because i always knew that we were a really, uh, you know, my parents were healthier, you know, like we're not going <laughs> to get sugary cereals in my house. And my mom did a lot of her own baking and made her own bread and yogurt and stuff like that. It's like, that was normal to me, but you get to a certain age and you're like, oh yeah, some other parents don't care about this stuff as much as, you know, there's some militant stuff going on in my household. <laughs> and then you get to the, the point where it's like, you have a couple quarters, you go buy yourself a candy bar and you do. Yeah. You're like, it's like contraband. Mm -hmm. You know, carob was off the table for a while. And even I can remember, I don't know, every once in a while, someone would be like, what's carob? And I'd be like, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Stay away. You know, it's it's like, it's for like health conscious weirdos who won't eat chocolate kind of thing. Ch stick with chocolate. You, you like it better. So anyway, I've got all this carob powder and I'm like, yeah. why did I do this? And I did make some brownies with it, mm. but I have cracked the code. It's still going to take me like 
way longer than it needs to to get through this stupid mason jar of carob. But I found that because it is sweet on its own, it's like naturally sweetened. A little, not too much, like let's call it a teaspoon in my overnight oats, like my steel cut oatmeal is delightful Oh, because it gives it just like, it's like a sprinkling. It's, it's not like granulated sugar. It's not Mm -mm. the same kind of sweetness. And if you were to add too much, it would all taste like carob and that might turn you off, but just a little bit. And it kind of changes. It makes the color sort of brown because it's this nice sort of, yeah, kind of looks like nutmeg. It's that, it's that sort of rich brown color. And I like it. I really like it. And so I've figured out, I've I've cracked the code. There might be other recipes that I have yet to find that are like super great in carob. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I have one, please do email me because I love recipes. Hi, have such a good day.com. But uh, yeah, so the, the story, <laughs> again, going to take me a while to get through it, but the story ends well. I'm back on the carob train. I love it. I love your little adventures in your kitchen, Sarah. Thank you. You know, you should have a cookbook. You have like your Mm -hmm. own little creations. But it's funny, the carob thing, I totally remember that too. And I wonder if you hoarding all this carob is creating a shortage that we don't know about out there. Uh, let us know if you can't find carob where you're where you are at your local market. I, mean, I just bought the um, one package. Could be Sarah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's a plentiful plentiful carob for everybody. But yes. I'm sure there is. And you know, I remember when I was a kid. I mean, we lived in similar towns, kind of. They were like, uh, you know, cute little storybook California towns. You always towns say and- the storybook thing. I do not feel that way at all. <laughs> like, well, Los you might have had a storybook like childhood, storybook. but I'm like, yeah. Call it you had that. to eat carob. That's not very storybook. Well, no, we, you know, I feel like I feel like my growing up was a little bit more of a struggle than storybook. But uh, but yes, we we lived in smallish suburb ish towns, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. That's yeah. that's better description. You know, and I remember we would obviously go trick or treating, and a lot of the neighbors would give out these really healthy candies, and I remember so distinctly they were these honey sesame little uh, I don't know they were just like these rectangular candies that were made from honey and they were just filled with sesame seeds and they're very good actually like I would still eat them to this day if I could find them but um but I remember my dad being pretty strict about the sugar thing but then when we'd stay at my mom's we would go to the liquor store and get like a Charleston chew <laughs> and fun dip and now and laters and eat them all before dinner and then have a huge bowl of ice cream after dinner. I mean, the amount of sugar <laughs> that we consumed is it's really staggering actually when I look back because we, we would go to the liquor store every day after school and I would get at least four candy bars or candy something um, and eat all of it before my mom would come home. <laughs> it's like, wow, no wonder I had cavities as a kid, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're living the dream yeah. sarah seriously um speaking of i i went on an outing yesterday you know i've been you know i've been nose to the grindstone i've been working hard there's a lot to do around the homestead and uh you know we talk offline about you know trying to plan a vacation and just like getting out for a little bit and getting away from all the work and the and the problems and whatnot but uh we we did a quick little kind of day trip yesterday to a cute little adjacent town some of our our listeners know this town. It's called Ferndale, and it's super cute. It's it's totally like a sort of a cinematic. It looks like a set. It really does. It looks like a set. It's like old buildings that are like really ornate, and they're all neat colors. And it's just the cutest little country town. And they have like they had like flyers around the town for you know 
for like July 4th celebration. And it was the funniest flyer. It was like beef and bean barbecue pit opens at noon sharp, you know, and it's like this old timey kind of picture of people eating, you know, at this barbecue. And it's just that kind of town. Um, and so we'll go there just, just to, I don't know, like, honestly, <laughs> have some sangria, buy some socks and essentially just live in the dream. So yeah, uh, it was know, really fun. It's, it's, you know, you visit the neighboring town. That's pretty normal. Yeah. And there's a really cool cemetery. Oh, and in fact, a lot of movies were shot there. Outbreak, Salem's Lot, that like TV movie that Stephen King was shot. There's been a lot of movies shot there. Anyway, other than that, uh, last week was kind of a bear. It was a tough week for me, mostly because I'm such a problem solver and I'm I'm sort of at the helm of the business and the family because my dad's gone and you know, I have to kind of make a lot of decisions all the time for not just the business or myself, but for other people. And it really can be very taxing. You know, it, I guess it sort of reminds me of like when I would run a studio, like a production studio, if, if you were the head of a studio and you had 10 employees or whatever, it's similar because you're, you know, it's like all kind of falls on you to like decide things, um, come up with the plan, come up with the plan for tomorrow and for the future. And it's like kind of similar feeling, but I, I felt deflated at the end of the week. I just felt like I was like problem solving to the max. It's just like, you know how it is, Sarah, especially with the Airbnbs and being in the country, there's often you have, you'll have a week that there's lots of problems and things break and you, I have ongoing lists of priority items, like where something is broken, like say a pipe, that's super important. So that goes to the top of the list. And then you have less priorities, you know, like maybe a, a window's broken in your greenhouse. It's like, you can board it up for a little while, that kind of thing. But man, I mean, it was just like, I felt like I was like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, just like, you know, with my sword and all those ninjas coming at me. I was just like, boom, 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 like constant coming at me. And I had to like cancel Airbnb reservations to accommodate some family that was upset that we didn't have a place for them to stay. I was like bed shopping for someone else. And then like, you know, they didn't like the bed. And then it's like, what do we do with the bed? And then where do we put the bed? How do we make everybody happy? There was like, we have this fancy oven. It's like a Viking, one of those commercial ovens. And there's like some mysterious gas leak that nobody can find that's stumping everyone, including like the Viking stove guy. We have broken spigots and, you know, there's just like, it just was one of those weeks. And I had a lot of very sort of like high maintenance Airbnb guests that had like really random questions and someone's uh, window got broken into when they were at a beach uh, up north and, you know, these like nine o'clock at night and they're like, you know, wanting some tape and something to cover the window. And it's just like, I'm not kidding. It, Sarah, you would have like, your head would have exploded. It was, it was crazy. And I'm not asking for a medal here, but I, I sometimes feel like I don't really get a thank you or a hug or like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I'm not really expecting like kudos or anything, but it just felt kind of thankless. Like, I just felt like I was like, I don't know. It was a lot. And I really hope that this week does not have a similar vibe to it. But then I thought, you know what? Everyone's always telling me that I should meditate. You know, it's like, I've tried. It's hard. I meditate in other ways, I guess, if I'm like sitting and watching the birds or, you know, exercising or whatever, but I'm not that great at just sitting there and closing my eyes. And, but I really needed to just like be alone and take a break from everybody. So I, I closed the door to my office and I, I had this one project. I have a lot of projects that are just like piled in the back of every room, you know, and I'll get to them in my list or whatever of priorities. 
And I, I mentioned on the show a few episodes back that I bought a really nice paper shredder. And you know, I've never owned a paper shredder. I, I never had the need really, but because of my dad's business and all the banking papers and all the kind of confidential stuff, I, I need to be a little bit more cautious. So I, I had this huge stack of paper that I just, I, I needed to shred and I, I was like, you know, this is a good time to do it. Boy, did it give me exactly what I needed. It was kind of like, you know, I think paper shredding is kind of like an ASMR thing. And it's not necessarily like the sound for me. It's just this, you do get this sense of well-being when you do it because it's kind of this I monotonous think thing. ASMR. I think that's it is ASMR. It is ASMR, but it's but for me personally, I wouldn't say that it's the the sound so much for me because that's partially what ASMR is is like that sound. But it's like that satisfying feeling of getting rid of something for good, and it's like gone. You know, it's like a physical thing, and it's like, bam, it's it's out of your life. And I went through a huge stack of paper, you know, and jammed it like put too many papers in there and had to like reverse it and do this whole thing. But I did it for a couple hours and I felt pretty good after. So I just wanted to throw that out there to people who kind of can't sit and be chill and uh, that do like legit meditation. There are a lot of other things out there, a lot of other really um, unexpected activities that can, uh, kinda, I don't know, just uh, relax you a little bit. Oh yeah. So hopefully that's a, a helpful life hack tip. There you go. I mean, I'm a uh, as little paper as possible household. Uh, so paper shredder, it's like if I need one, I've already failed. But I, <laughs> I get what you mean. I do get what yeah. you mean. And I think that, yes, meditation can happen at lots of different places. I'm like you. I would have a really hard time being like, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't even have to get crazy. Let's say 15 minutes, right? Uh -huh. 15 minutes of like, yeah, like focusing on nothing but my breathing or whatever yes. it is you know meditation can take lots of forms but it's but it's more of just yeah like you're going super inward and the whole world doesn't exist it's like that's really hard for me um I think that yeah the closest I get is when I'm doesn't happen that often I'm almost always listening to a podcast sometimes music uh -huh. but sometimes I run silently and mm -hmm. you know it, well actually when I say sometimes, I actually do it once a week because I always take my dog to the beach when I've got a little time in the morning once a week. And when I'm at the beach, I cannot have any sound besides the ocean in my ears. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like, why would I? You know, it's so beautiful just being there, you know, and, and I like the natural sound. So and I'm running, you know, I'm huffing and puffing because you're running in sand and stuff. And it's like that's meditation to me for sure. Yeah, because I'm sure. not even thinking about moving my legs. I'm just like taking it all in you know and it's kind of salty and my hair's all over the place and it's just like it's so <laughs> nice and I know it's gonna end and I gotta go home and I gotta shower and I, then I'll be sandy <laughs> and then work and I'm hungry and you know the whole thing uh -huh. yeah, something will break yeah, yeah. Airbnb totally. people need a butter knife I don't know oh like, yeah there's always something I mean, it's endless it's right. endless I mean I I feel like sometimes I could write like a poem about the week like an interesting sort of an interesting weird poem. ass poem about like all the random stuff that happens oh gosh <laughs> yeah well I'm glad I'm glad you've first of all uh I know the feeling of having a thankless job. I mean, all jobs are thankless to a certain extent. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, you know that feeling, I'm actually going through this right now because there are, you know, this, this property that I manage, you know, part of it is my own dwelling. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, there are things that I, I deal with until I can't deal with them and then I get the landlord involved. And then yep. there's the property property, which is, you know, my dwelling is only one small part of this. 
And mm -hmm. that is what I actually do manage. And getting the landlord involved is like emergency time. You know, it, oh, it's yeah. kind of my job to, to, to figure out stuff. And when everything's working, you know, turnkey kind of stuff, it's a decent amount of work. And, you know, I will not go into this because I, I just don't want to be a broken record about like, meh, meh, meh. but, but <laughs> one thing breaks where just somehow is like off and you're like, Ooh, okay. Now this like complicated puzzle, like now doesn't fit. And it was already kind of complicated. So like, how do I mm -hmm. fix it? So, yeah. Um, and I <laughs> actually did happen this week. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but yeah, there are times where I sometimes will, fix little things and I'm like I feel satisfied because I'm like okay I fixed this issue but like no one knows that I fixed it because I'm not mm -mm. I don't want to be one of those people who's like checking in every five seconds like I did this I did this I did this mm -hmm. but because and and I think that we've all either you know if you think about just like the uh, traditional workforce it's like Sometimes you're the person working under someone where it's like, mm -hmm. if they don't know what you're doing and all the details, then they might, you know, somehow be convinced that you don't do all the things that you do. Yep. But if you tell them every little, you know, piece of, you know, minutia, then it's mm -hmm. like, you're kind of like, and look what I did. And look what I did. You know, yes, it's like, you exactly. want to sort of be self-sufficient, but you also want people to know how hard you're working. And yeah. like the little things you're doing behind the scenes. And I do mm -hmm. feel that way here sometimes because I'm like, I don't want to like raise the alert for every little thing that I've figured out. But that also took me a few hours. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and 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 uh, yeah, some of that stuff is ongoing. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I was uh, I also do sound like a broken record when I talk about my plants, <laughs> but I'm so sorry because I love my plants so much. I mean, you know, you got to you got to take love where you get it. They are my little kids. You know, I got my dog, I got my cat and then I've got my plants and I really care about my plants. I'm trying to nurse a parlor palm back to health after frying it, which was really stupid. It was totally my fault. I just didn't think about, I don't know, the way that the sun changes in the sky when you get close to the solstice. But anyway, so my palm is, it's going to be okay, but it's like not going to be okay really probably till next year, but we're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to get there. But so my indoor plants are kind of one thing and uh, I've got this, uh, do you know what a Dracaena plant is, Heather? You probably yeah, do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are lots of different kinds, but one of the most common, especially as an indoor plant, is I always call them Dr. Seuss plants. You know, they kind of have these mm -hmm. like thin kind of spindly uh, trunks and then like a big tuft at the top. And, I love them. Yeah. And they're great. And I've, I have one, it's my favorite plant. It's totally my child that I've had for going on 10 years now. And I've never even repotted it. I mean, it's in a big pot, but it's like, it has been through, I mean, five, six different apartments. I don't even know. Like I, it once like seemed so dead after being like super hot in the back of a moving truck for like more than a day. And I was like, Oh mm -hmm. my God. And I brought it back. Like it's, it is, it is my, my little warrior and, uh, the plants, when they start because they'll they'll grow really tall and they like want a lot of light but like not too much direct sun because it's a you got to take care of them but in general if they're happy you know and they're well fed and everything they just want to go vertical but mm -hmm. and i happen to have high ceilings where i live but like if it was like a regular like i mean what's like you know like general non-high ceilings like what nine feet something like that it you know just just your your average kind of like oh okay it's a ceiling 
it would be hitting the top of the ceiling if I lived, you know, somewhere with, with lower ceilings. And I'm kind of looking at it like, yeah, I mean, I like the height, but I wonder if it doesn't need to be pruned a little bit, you know, cause it's going so high, but it's not really going out. And mm -hmm. it was starting to, you know, like the, the branches or, or the, the trunk, the stems, whatever, are starting to get really thin at the top. And it's kind of looking a little like, <laughs> you know, where you're like, ooh, gangly. I've got a gangly mm -hmm. plant. So, so I, uh, and I, and I haven't wanted to prune it because I don't want to mess it up because I love this plant so much. So, you know, I looked at like so many YouTube tutorials because there's a YouTube tutorial for everything and, it, you know, everyone says like Dracaena is not hard to prune and you can propagate, meaning that, you know, what you prune can then be repotted and you can give it as a gift or just have two plants and it's going to be good. Like this is like one of the easiest plants to, to do this with. And so I did that over the weekend and like I literally was like holding my, you know, my clippers. I have these like strong clippers that I got at the hardware store, you know, I'm, and I'm, you know, I've already looked at like, okay, I'm going to do this branch, this branch and this branch, and I'm going to leave the other ones because I don't want to go too crazy. I don't want to over prune, you know, and I'm still like holding it and going like, okay, three, two, no, I'm not ready yet. Three, <laughs> two, you know, cause I'm like, cause once I do it, it's done. You know, You're like giving it a haircut. I'm giving it a haircut, but I'm so worried that like, oh, was that just like not the the branch to cut, you know, like <laughs> totally overthinking it. Anyway, mm. it's all done. I'm, I've, I like dipped my, the, the cut off pruned uh, branches. Oh, it already looks so much better, by the way. I did not need those like weird vertical uh, tufts <laughs> at the top, but I've got them. Um, I put them in a little like growth hormone and now they're in a glass of water like in my windowsill. Mm -hmm. It's so like, cool. yeah, you're, you're like, is this really gonna work? And it's like, everyone says, yeah, after 60 days, you'll start to see roots, then you can plant them. And then you have like two plants. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's like the next level. Cause I have, my gardener does that. She is always bringing over, you know, like uh, succulent starts. I mean, she that's like her thing. It's like, she, she takes, you know, pieces of other plants and just like propagates them. And I mean, it's like, you're, you're getting to the next level, Sarah. Yeah, it's really cool. And I, you know, not going to work with every plant I've got, but there are a couple other plants where I'm like, huh, you know, that might benefit from this as well. And I've got a Mandevilla plant that I have to overwinter and I've never overwintered anything. So it's like, oh my gosh, I can just go so crazy into it. But um, going back to the thankless part of all of this, because again, like <laughs> these projects, like the project I just described is like, that was just, I don't know, like literally no one will enjoy this except me, but, <laughs> but that's cool, you know, cause I'm just, you know, trying to find little, little projects in every corner. And, yeah. but the, but the property itself is a, uh, a cacophony, what's that oh, word? Cacophony. Cacophony of yeah. just like, I mean. <laughs> it's plant it's plant mayhem and yeah. in a really good way but in a oh my gosh this has to be you know constantly monitored way and you're yep. i know your property is very much the same it's just it just will never end you never get to the end nope. where you're like okay now nope. everything's great and it just stays great and we have this irrigation system where there's like a variety of stations and there's timers and the whole thing and you know it's all you know more or less working but we've had this heat wave recently and I'm noticing, especially like there's these, I mean, we have like so many hydrangea plants and some of them are in those big sort of like wine barrel pots, mm -hmm. huge. And so they're, 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 the plants are huge and 
they don't you don't need to do anything with the soil but they have to be watered and they don't just have to the soil doesn't just have to be watered but they have to be showered you know mm -hmm. uh, not in direct sun or else like the water will like fry them but you mm -hmm. know early morning late at night kind of thing you know everybody who waters plants knows what i mean and that is like like irrigation when it's working is like it's not going to cut it when it's 100 degrees like your mm -hmm. plant is going to fry and will and die and mm -hmm. there's it's like who is going to like go the extra mile on those days <laughs> i am yeah. there's no one like am i going to ask guests like to like water the property for like two hours i mean there's like many different stations to like deal mm -hmm. with and no i mean I'm not going to ask guests to do that, although who knows? I mean, maybe somebody would want to, but I'm going to assume no, right? They just mm -hmm. assume that that's all happening, but it falls on me. And I was doing that the other day. We were sort of like, you know, a group had left and then um, uh, the uh, house cleaner was doing her thing inside and I was watering everything outside, you know, getting ready for the next guest where I'm like, I'm just going to like douse all these plants because it's going to be like upwards of a week before I really have time to like walk through the property and like, you know, stand outside a window like do all these things that you don't want to do when people are in there and yeah. you know i you know i'm looking at the weather and it's gonna be real hot today and it's gonna be really hot tomorrow and i'm like i gotta do it again and i'm just gonna have to tell these people hey uh while you're here you're gonna want the plants to look as good as possible also and in order to do that i'm gonna have to do some watering and I'm going to be like, I think they'll understand. I do too. I think, like, and yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not too worried about it, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't even remember doing this last year. I think I didn't. And the plants just sort of suffered uh, because of it. And I just have to do it. And it's, you know, no one's going to say thank you. They're only going to oh, say no. like, Oh, it looks like shit if I don't do it. Oh, I'm telling you it. I'm the landlord. I'm the whatever I do everything and I have to like direct everything and it's like I end up watering everything I have a gardener that that contributes but she's on other jobs on other properties too so it's not really her responsibility it's mine and so I mean we have like many different big gardens like we have this berry garden that is like the one that needs the most attention because I hate watering out there it's like pretty there's a lot of weeds I always get like this rash from the strawberry like leaves and I just don't really like going out there anyway I I just I'm seriously considering like cutting back on the garden because of the drought and you know we don't have irrigation because we're on well water and so there's just something I don't I'm still learning about the whole water situation up here but yeah I have to learn about that like I have to understand how the water works I mean this is I'm a city girl like this is totally new territory <laughs> for me it's also kind of interesting you. but it's like there's this whole filtering system we have like a pump house all the things and I mean we have so many different spigots and hoses I mean we must have 10 to 12 different hoses like around the property oh yeah and I can't too. keep up like honestly it stresses me out because I I'm like oh I, I just spent an hour watering but I still haven't watered there there and there you know, and then I think of that one like hydrangea or heather plant that like we just planted and, you know, plants always need a lot of water when they're first planted because they, they have to establish themselves. And then I'm like, oh no, that's, that one's going to die because I haven't watered it in weeks. And then I'm just, I can't do it. I just, I'm done. I'm fried. <laughs> like yeah. it's not a big deal to water. It isn't, but it, it's time consuming. And I honestly think it's partially why I have tennis elbow because I have to like unkink the hose with my left arm 
and I'm constantly like, I'm just, it's like the way I'm using my arms, it like strains them, yeah. especially the amount yeah. of watering I'm doing. You yeah. Know? And there's some repetitive motion. I'm totally yeah. with you. I actually repotted a, a bougainvillea over the weekend, you know, and I, you know, gave it some fertilizer and I'm just like, every time I walk by, I'm like, how's it doing? And it's like, not going to be a completely different plant for like a little bit. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, it doesn't just become its former self overnight. It takes a while. You've got to be patient. But I'm, I'm still just like, come on, come on. You know, I did my job. You do your come job on, now. Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. And it's, and the thing is, I, I think I said this on the show before, but I used to like the first year I was here, you would see, I mean, you'd see the, all the blooming and you'd be like, oh, it's paradise. It's a Disney movie. It's amazing. But it doesn't stay like that all the time because then winter comes and things die and things will stay dead unless you you know, deadhead them, like flowers will, like some of our hydrangeas, the flowers are still dead from last year and they're just sitting there and it's like ugly kind of. And my dad used to always say, oh no, it's not ugly. You have to really respect every stage. You enjoy even the flowers that die. And I was like, okay, I'll try. I'll, tr I'll work on I that. I mean, and, and he's right. It's true. Like you, you have to embrace the seasons and know, you know, like be like, oh, look, like this tree is just like shedding everything, but it's going to be so beautiful in April when it starts to bloom again. Mm -hmm. But there's so much, especially like the the thing I hate most is the cutting everything way back so that it grows mm -hmm. back happy in the spring. Yeah, because like it just, yeah. And last year, I remember when it, you know, it, it had finished blooming, and it just sort of looked like it just really needed a little love. The landscapers cut it almost down to the stump. And mm -hmm. I remember when they did it, I was like, oh, my God. And the guy was like, don't worry. It's going to come back, and it's going to be way better for it because it'll fill out a little bit. And he was right. It's like now yeah. even taller than it was this time last year and it's blooming and all, all the good things. But it's just so sad for a while because you're like, I believe you, but it just looks, we look like we just hacked something to death. I know. I know, I but it, you know, really, I know me too. I, I like using the shears though. That's one of my favorite activities, but I really do see it. How, like I just kind of pruned our, our roses, you know, all the dead roses and I mean you see them come back within days it's incredible it really does stimulate growth I uh, I definitely highly recommend that <laughs> it's a very meditative activity too it I is. actually prefer it to pulling weeds but anywho whenever I think of things that are meditative it's like activities where I don't need to interact with anybody I mean you mm -hmm. could right like I could jog alongside you and we could be you know, I don't know, having a little discussion or whatever. It's like, that's different to me. Mm -hmm. I, and that would be fun, but I'm like, no, no. When I do my like solo thing at the beach, like I don't actually want anyone with me. You know, it's, it's, it's the meditative thing to, to do the weed pulling and the flower stuff is a little bit the same. I will say before yeah. we move on to another subject, because non-gardening people are probably like, oh my God, you guys shut up. We're turning into a garden show. We are, I, not, <laughs> even, not even really meaning to. Um, I just get, I get so excited when things go well and I get so mad when things don't go well, but it's all, it's all just, you know, circle of life. But I will say, so I got this, um, this, uh, I've got all sorts of like plant feeders, right? I've got like succulent, uh, when I mean feeder, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you, you, um, dilute uh, a solution in a lot more water and, and you feed your plants, especially during the growing season. It's just, you know, supposed to help them get more nutrition, especially if you mm -hmm. use tap water, which I do. I'm just like, I don't have the time to like filter water for plants. And I have no idea like what levels 
you know, my tap water has, you know, and some plants get really testy about that kind of thing. And so they say like, oh, use rainwater. And I'm like, bitch, I live in California. There is no rain. (laughs) What am I supposed to collect rainwater over the winter and then like use it on my plants in July? Like, no, not happening. Um, But uh, so so anyway, I've got all this like uh, various kinds of plant feeders. And one of them is like, it's just like this tub of fertilizer. It's just liquid fertilizer. And I had, you know, I got it at the store and I was, it was like all purpose, you know, makes flowers like twice as big, you know, like when you really want to get granular, it's like you look at like phosphate levels depending on the plant. And I was like, no, I just need the all purpose fertilizer because there's only so much I can do. And Mm -hmm. so I open it and I was like, whoa, it was a stink bomb. Like it's total, like, (laughs) like liquid manure. It is literally. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, not far off. It's like mildly stinky, but like it's fine. I mean, it's what plants want. Well, guess who likes it? Otis the dog. Uh, Otis. Oh, yeah, for sure. So at first, like I opened it and it was funny because he's he always like stays close when I'm doing, you know, outdoor gardening stuff, but he's not particularly interested in the hose or, you know, Mm -hmm. soil or plants themselves. He's just like, well, whatever. You're just like doing something. As soon as I opened that thing and he was just like, oh, my God, cookies. And so I caught oh, him, yeah. I caught him like licking the the container and I'm like, stop that. No, I mean, I don't know if this is good for you or not. I mean, it's probably kind of like poop, but like, no, you know, like what if it made him sick or, you know, I don't know if it's toxic to dogs. And so, you know, and he was just sort of like super perked up, like, where are we going to put it now? So, yeah. So now I have... Uh, I have somehow managed to adopt the dog who wants to drink liquid poo fertilizer. Well, you know, uh, my gardener's dog, Margie, uh, whenever we, you know, lay down some new soil and fertilizer and whatnot, oh, she buries her face in it and she eats it. We'll have like chicken shit is like, we'll have a bag of that because it's like very good fertilizer for certain things. And she'll literally put her head in the bag and like eat the chicken (laughs) shit out of there. She loves it. I don't know. It's a thing. You should Google it because it is a thing. All right. All right, I'm gonna switch gears here. Um, I <laughs> please, it's, I'm it's, begging it's, you. Please, God. Yeah, yes. I don't know how to stop, Heather. Help. I'm gonna slowly <laughs> pull you out of your plant rabbit hole, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about superstitiousness, and I know that, and that is a word, but uh, we've talked about it here and there on the show, and I find myself to be quite superstitious about certain things. You know, it started when I was younger. I wouldn't let myself step on sidewalk cracks because it would break your mother's back. You know, knock on wood, you know, so that you don't jinx yourself, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I never really did the salt over the shoulder. Like I never thought pennies were lucky, but uh, I've often said things out loud throughout my life and then been really like self-conscious about it. Like, oh, whoa, I shouldn't have said that. You know, like, am I jinxing myself? You know, it's probably a coincidence. That's, I'm not that superstitious where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really jinxed myself. I I do believe that coincidences happen a lot, but there have been a lot of times in my life where I have literally stated something to somebody or maybe to myself, and I swear it happens right after. And I'm like, ah, darn it, I shouldn't have said that. And that happened actually last week, which I I can't help but blame myself for creating the shit show week that I had because I jinxed myself, I'm convinced of it. I said out loud to my sister that I was impressed at how more or less copacetic the family dynamics have been since my dad's death. Like my sister and I, honestly, it's been 
really great. Like we're really on the same page. We're co-executors and we're, everything's equal and we're not, we're not really fighting about anything. And we're, we're not like splitting hairs with money. Like we're, we want each other to be happy. And it's been really a blessing, honestly, because I've heard some horror stories. Then everything went to shit. I am not kidding. I I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was just like everything just fell apart. Not seeing eye to eye on some stuff in terms of, you know, estate planning and whatnot. But the big thing that happened that was such a huge bummer, and I'm not going to get into major specifics. I don't want to call anybody out on the show. But I used a particular word in an email uh, in regards to this memorial, and it really set things off. I'll explain what word I used. So I'm kind of talking about like certain generations. I mean, I could think of some very obvious examples of like really non-PC words that like my parents used back in like the 80s that no one would, you know, say nowadays and stuff like that. But that that's actually like the really obvious stuff. This was a word that I felt would not spark anything. I used, you know, it really is important to think about who your audience is. And I used the word partner in an email referring to somebody instead of wife or spouse mm -hmm. and to me i use words like partner or something maybe a little less specific because i grew up in a household that was quite unconventional i was never really under the you know roof of my parents when they were married for very long i was a baby when they got divorced so to me like wife and husband and spouse and and all that just didn't really have a huge effect on me. My mom was with her partner for 15, 20 years before they got married. He lived with her. He was my stepdad. He was so integrated in my life, but he was never, it was never husband and wife. They were like domestic partners, mm -hmm. DP, you know, and they were like partner in life and love. Like to me, partner is the ultimate. It's like partner in crime, like my bestie, you know, my everything. And so in my mind, partner is a wonderful word and doesn't have any negative connotations. But to somebody maybe from another generation took total offense that like that is not a strong enough word to describe what I was to this person. And so it just, it turned into this huge thing and it was a huge bummer. And I don't know if we quelled the situation, you know, I had to kind of, you know, some fallout. I had to kind of like write another email and just like explain myself and that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't being malicious by using the word partner, but you know, then I realized down the malicious. road, usually these I mean, kinds of things. That is, I think this is a person oh, who I just know. wants to be mad about something. I mean, come on. I mean, oh yeah. I don't care what generation 100%. you're in. It's like, you've heard partner. Sure. If you're someone's husband or wife, I think that would be like where you just be like, you know what? I just prefer that word, but not like mad about it. Partner is like a uh, yeah. all encompassing word that everyone uses. It's not something to be like ashamed of. That's silly. You're exactly right. And it was totally over the top and a total emotional response. And it was a toothpaste cap thing. I don't know if you ever use that, but my dad used to always say, mm -mm. you know, it's like when someone's mad about something. And you're like, why are they so upset? It's such a small thing. And then you realize, oh, they're actually more worried about this bigger thing, but they're just kind of, you know, doing this dance around it because they don't want to admit it. But it's, mm -hmm. it's really a bigger issue that they're upset about. Um, and that is, has a lot to do with some people don't want to have a memorial for my dad and then other people do. And it's like, who, you know, who gets to make that decision? 
You know, we all have our needs in terms of getting closure on this thing, you know, and, and you have to think of other people. It can't just be a self-centered thing. You have to kind of, all right, let's, how is this person feeling about it? It's hard. It is a really hard thing to navigate. And I really, I, I wanted to ask you guys out there, are you superstitious or am I just being weird? Do you ever feel like you've jinxed yourself or do you think it's just like plain old coincidence? Please email us at hi at have such a good day.com. I want to hear from you. Spoiler, it's coincidence. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're not making your week worse, Heather. That's it's just it's just not happening. You can't blame yourself for things like that. But I understand it's like a need to try to understand like why did this all fall apart? Like it was be it was me. I did it. I mean, you know? so soon after you say it, where it's like the shit hits the fan yeah, and you're like, just, that's eerie. Now, that I could happen? be wrong. I could be wrong because I don't know what's going on in our afterlife ghost world, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that saying something out loud does not make it so, uh, or else I'd be a very so, wealthy woman. <laughs> so, you know, but, but, I appreciate uh, but that yeah, feedback. I think I, I, I say knock on wood all the time. I don't actually believe that that does yeah. anything, but it's like, it, it's a... It's a thing, you know. People know what you mean. It is a thing. It's like it's it's a cute little yeah. thing, but but no, it I is. I do not think you should beat yourself up over uh, willing something into existence because you said it. That's just that you don't you don't have to take on that burden. Thank you, I appreciate it. And what about using the word partner? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, the word partner. I I uh, I think now, and I'm this is just me spitballing, but I think that. Um, partner, um, for some people, and I'm going to say yeah. it skews older, but you know, it, I, I don't want to generalize too much, um, mm -hmm. would maybe, um, indicate same sex. Yeah. That's what I was Partnerships. Too. And maybe yep. if someone is not in a same sex partnership, they're like, well, no, that's not my word. That yeah, kind of exactly. sounds like something that now I have to explain that I'm not in yeah. that camp. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? But like, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it's that way anymore. And it has changed over time. So maybe there's something sure. going on there. And I'm not even like, I, I mean, I'm not even touching homophobia here because that's obviously another conversation. But just being like, sure. no, that's that's not my title. That's not, that doesn't apply mm -hmm. to me. I'm this thing instead because this is the thing that sounds stronger to me. But, uh, but I also like, think that people straight, need to kind of you know? like, listen, you're still on this world. You're still walking, yeah. walking uh, over the fertilizer. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> kind of, you know, you know, grow with the time. You gotta people put yourself gonna use in other people's shoes. And, and semantics is an interesting thing to unpack though, especially in this day and age. Yeah, like you ch choosing the right words so you don't piss people off or upset people or mm -hmm. it is, it's, it can be a very tricky thing. Yeah, I, uh, I do it every day. I mean, I, I like to- <laughs> Like your job. Like my job. I mean, there there are, it, and it's very relative. You know, on this show, you and I, I think are, I mean, I would probably drop a few more F-bombs if it was just you and me, just because I'm like, mm -hmm. eh, you know, I can oh, pull back, you know, like, why not? But mm -hmm. I feel like we're pretty free-flowing, and there are other yeah. places that I'm like, I don't know if I'm talking to the bank teller or if I'm doing daily tech news <laughs> exactly. show. There, there are certain words that just there enough people would be like that's not really cool and so yeah, exactly. I just filter them out and it's not that hard but it's not 
effortless either. You have to think mm -hmm. about, you know, the, it's all very situational. So yeah, the person who got mad at you, I think overreacted and wanted to get mad and use the, what is it? The toothpaste cap as a, as a dumb reason to just be snippy because I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. they had a bad day too, but, um, but yes, I get having to, uh, what is, what's the word when you, um, when you act a certain way, depending on the situation, uh, you hear it a lot now. Oh, um, passive aggressive. No, 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 no. It's, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I, I have to think about it and come back to it. Um, okay. But it's, uh, not like culture check. It's something like that. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but it's, it's a term for when, oh, culture switch, something switch. Um, not okay. Culture switch, hmm. but it is no culture is not right. It's something switch. It's hmm. it's 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 often used by, uh, um, well, it's often used to describe um, you know somebody who's like a minority, uh, hmm. or you know in in a position where they take on the attributes of the oh of, I know what you're the talking greater, about greater you know situation so that they kind of uh -huh. like blend yes um, and. Not just minorities, but you know, anyway. Well, uh, a minority situation, not necessarily race, but that sort of thing, where it's um, God, I don't know why I can't think of it. I don't know. I'm having a brain fart. I had too much <laughs> tofu for breakfast, but <laughs> you had tofu for breakfast. Yeah, I had some leftover. Kind of back on a tofu thing. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, with the right seasoning, it's just delicious. Oh yeah, good good marinade. Mm -hmm. I like marinating yeah. my tofu. Well, on that note, Sarah. Yeah, we've thrown a lot of stuff at you in the show. Uh, I mean, we're nothing if not consistent, right? But uh, but we do we do want to hear from you. Uh, we really do. We love getting your emails. We'll read one in a second. Hi, at have such a good day dot com. Uh, but also, just want to remind everyone that we are we're independent little broadcast over here. It's just Heather and I, and we um, we survive uh, two woman crew. Two woman crew. We survive. Um, off of your direct supports. If you would like to directly support us, well, first of all, everybody who is on Patreon, thank you so much. You mean the world to us. If you'd like to consider directly supporting the show, it gives you an ad-free feed, um, and you know we try to try to give people um, some fun perks. You know, or talk to us in our Discord and all of your fun friends who are who are in there week after week. We love y'all. But to learn more is the URL because I am not a robot. <laughs> Patreon.com slash have such a good day. Thank you in advance. Oh, yes. Thank you so much in advance. Yeah. So we love your emails and we often try to share them on the show. Uh, we can't get to all of them because we get so many. We did get an email from Ron. He was referring to the firsts in life that I was talking about after a let you lose a loved one kind of thing. So he said, I know the year of first can be challenging after the loss of a loved one. I love that you had your dad's obit published on Father's Day. You mentioned how much you love the ritual of picking out a card for your dad, and I wanted to suggest that you should keep doing that on Father's Day. Pick one out, write to him, and save it. I didn't think of this. My therapist suggested I do something similar for my late husband's 50th birthday several years after his death. I did, and it felt really good. This is a great suggestion. I love this. And... Um, I am going to do it because uh, I think that it will help me in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm, my condolences to your loss. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to really relate until you go through it yourself. But any kind of little ritual like that uh, can do wonders. So I really appreciate you writing in about that. That's so nice, Ron. Uh, I love that. So nice. I, 
I uh, I tried to when I read Ron's email, which I and it's so perfect for you, Heather, because you like mm-hmm. to do things like that. You're very much like yeah. physical gift, you know, put some glitter or, you know, like like put <laughs> put like like cute totally. things into something Stickers that like you made and, yeah. for somebody like you've you've always yeah. been that way. You're good at that stuff. And I think mm-hmm. it would be, you know, it's like it's therapeutic for both parties because you very therapeutic. You feel good, you know. It's this thing. It's kind of like how, I don't know, when you're trying to get through something, or yeah, the, the, like there's some closure that needs to happen. You know, people will say, write it down. You don't have to send it. The person yeah. doesn't even have to read it, but it's like you get it out of you at least in some. And form. then put it in the paper shredder, and then it's <laughs> oh, like, God, yeah. it's all good. There you go. God, I should really buy a <laughs> the paper full shredder. cycle. Yeah, you really should just to get some things off, <laughs> off my mind. But uh, yeah, man. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, Ron. And again, hi at have such a good day dot com. Please do send those emails. We can't tell you how uh, how how much we enjoy hearing from all of you because you brighten our days. We are not two women in a vacuum. Um, although sometimes although it, it feels does that seem way. like that sometimes. It does. Yeah. We're, we're like, God, are we the only two people in the world that have had such a bad day today? <laughs> <laughs> Hence the birth of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, somebody actually, it was cute, uh, on it in another discord that I'm in, somebody had mentioned something about the show, Heather, um, and they called it have such a wonderful day. Which, which I was like, and I, I was like, oh, it's have such a good day just cause you know, it's the acronym. I mean, you know, sure. it's, it's, it's not have such a wonderful day, but I like that too. I do too. It's so cute. I mean, maybe, maybe when our lives get like, we're living our best lives and we can like do like a 2.0 We can version. bump up the superlative. <laughs> just be like, exactly. Have, have such a like, oh, what's it like? Yeah. I don't know. Like fabulous. Yeah. Have such a bomb day. Boom! <laughs> ass diggity day. That's right. You know, um, actually speaking of, we love, we can't stop talking about how much we love our listeners, but uh, on iTunes, we are now at, we have like five stars from so many reviews, and we so appreciate that. So if you guys haven't written a review yet and you do enjoy the show, please do. It does help broaden our audience and get the word out to people who don't know we exist. And we want everybody to have such a good day, a wonderful day, a bomb ass diggity day, oh. whatever day you are looking for and listen if you if you haven't had such a good day uh hey you're in you're in the right company uh we we know it's just sometimes it's a slog sometimes you have just the best day i mean i jumped out of bed today and i was like this is gonna be a great monday because i often just feel like a little buried on mondays yeah and you know well okay so spoiler this is monday uh even though i said at the beginning we try to keep it super secret come on heather tell tell them which day we're recording right so fine it's monday but uh but (laughs) nothing bad has happened yet but like i remember last monday and like there was an internet issue and like right around this time i was like oh my god like why why so it's like just to, just hang on, Keep everybody. Right, left. Just hang on. Yeah, we hang got on you. tight. And, and we'll be back doing this next week. This was episode 106, by the way. So next week, you know, for anybody who's like math challenge, it'll be 107. <laughs> and and, uh, and and it'll be uh, it'll be an excellent, wonderful. We're here for you. Mass diggity. We'll count we, for you. And yeah. yeah, and and just quarters. Uh, let's chat. We'll see you there soon. And every- lots to chat about. Lots to chat about, indeed. For everybody else, always. Th- thanks for listening, as always. And uh, let's do this all again next week. Until then, I will remain Sarah. Oh, and I will be Heather forever. Have such a good day.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.